This is the Chain Reaction Project. The Chain Reaction Project is a series of stories written in response to each other. A story is passed to the next writer in the chain, and they respond to it with another story, as loosely or as closely as they wish. Their story is then passed on to the next writer, and so on. This first story was written by Lydia Thompson and is performed by Joan Walker. I didn't like it. I thought it was slow and self-indulgent and just the most pretentious piece of rubbish I'd ever seen. The lead actress was very pretty, yes, but did we really need all of that drivel about her dead husband, fiancé, blah, 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 all of that staring into the distance and wading into the water and trying to drown herself? But she was pretty, yes, she was very pretty, but how she carried on with that other man. How she cried over him as well as her dead husband, dead fiancé, the stupid little lamb. And the young girl next to me, how she cried along with her. So much crying, all that crying. I mean, was it necessary? Was it appropriate? Was it an appropriate reaction? I suppose, yes, you're quite right. You don't know what's going on in other people's lives. Other people's, you don't know what will trigger, trigger a wave of. And you could be caught in the most inconvenient place when it happens. In a lift, on the train, while having a coffee, then whoosh. There we are then, yes, here we are. This is how things will play out for the next hour, the next couple of hours, the next while anyway. I suppose the cinema is a relatively safe, all that darkness. Hold the big sobs, the really big sobs, for the louder moments though, eh? The really big howls. Oh, it's okay, don't worry, the girl next to me, she wasn't howling as such. Just shuddering, juddering. Breathing forcefully, purposefully. She was very polite about it. Well, when I got out of there, out of the cinema, I just went for a bit of a walk, you know, just a bit of a walk. All of that grief, it's very tiresome. Talk of death, visions of death, blah, blah, you know. Just gets to you a bit. Just seems to sit quite plaintively at the top of your lungs. Well, anyway, so I went for a bit of a walk. The sun was getting relatively low now. Yes, a little bit colder in the air. My jacket a little bit closer. It's a little looser now, you see. Only a little, not by much, but enough. Just so that I notice the chill in the breeze. Walk far enough, though, for long enough, and it's all fine, really. All fine, in the end. I passed the cafe where I had been supposed to meet my friends earlier today. I had gone to the cinema instead, you see. Just snuck off, just turned off my phone and whoop. About turned away from the cafe and saw whatever was at the cinema. So I hurried by the cafe just in case, in case they were still in there. You never know. They do love to talk. Oh, Judy, how she does love to talk. My son, my grandson, my great-niece, my good grief, she does love to talk. Sometimes Rose and I look at each other from across the table and that's enough. That says it all. We've been friends a long time, you see. A long time. She'll understand, I suppose. I think. She's very understanding. Today just wasn't the day, you know, not the day. It was indeed the day for respectful quiet sobs in a cinema. Alone, you see, solitary. Solitary rumination on a topic without talks of husbands and children and neighbours that lead to nowhere, 
nowhere but polite laughter and a subsequent story that advances on the theme, the topic at hand. The young! How music has changed. Whether the internet is a good or bad thing or somewhere in between. And then someone inevitably says, we'll be dead before then anyway, and we all laugh. Every week we all laugh, every week. I've taken to drinking my coffee instead, instead of laughing. My own personal drinking game. Whenever someone mentions death, you have to drink. I wondered about getting Rose in on the game, but for now it's rather fun on my own. I played it during the film with my glass of wine. When they showed the pretty girl's husband actually dead, actually flat against the trench wall with blood on his chest pouring out of his chest, that was a big one, a big gulp. I giggled a little. I did. Not a laugh, no, a giggle. The girl next to me, she shuddered, of course. She'll get used to it. Little lamb. So where was I? Oh yes, walking past the cafe, where I was supposed to meet my friends. Well, they weren't there, actually, as it happens. They weren't there. Maybe someone had to be somewhere, or heaven forbid, they ran out of things to talk about. I thought about popping in just to make sure. They might have sat somewhere else, you see. Not in the usual spot. I would hide behind a pillar, keep out of sight, of course. I wouldn't want to join them. Wouldn't want them to hold up their arms and say, Jane, how gorgeous, we thought you weren't coming, thought you wouldn't make it, come on over. No, none of that, no, thank you, no, absolutely not. But as it happens, I didn't go in anyway, didn't risk it. So, so I kept walking, yes, ruminating, yes, solitary rumination. And that was kind of it for me. Actually, in the end, the cinema, then the walk, the small walk, then home. I picked up something for dinner, one of those make-it-yourself jobs, you know. One of those where they give you all the ingredients ready mixed and you just put it all in a frying pan and cook up your own rice or pasta or potatoes or whatever. A meal for two, actually, but pop some in the freezer or the fridge for another time. And I got some figs to snack on for the way home, of course. But yes... It just wasn't the day for it, not today. Because some days are better than others, and some days I bounce, bound, skip, out into the, you know. And other, other days, well, I guess what it was, was the wine the night before. We used to drink it all the time, you see. Oh, him and I could sink a bottle and a half, two bottles, and say, oh, because it is so delicious, so drinkable. And he'd remark at how funny it was to refer to a wine as drinkable, as opposed to what, as opposed to what, he'd say. And he'd pour me another glass and we'd watch the TV and occasionally look out of the window and make little comments about this or that. And I'd light a candle or he would light a candle. And in the chill of the evening I'd fetch the blankets or he would fetch the blankets. And yes, we'd occasionally look out of the window and I'd say, oh, darn, I should bring the washing in. And he'd say, leave it, it's not due to rain anyway. And we'd continue to sit until it was late or later than it was already. And then it was time for bed and we'd turn out the lamp and blow out the candle and take turns in the bathroom. And I'd put the wine glasses beside the sink 
or he'd put the glasses beside the sink and we'd take turns to say, we'll do them in the morning. The make-it-yourself meal for two. We'd clear up the pans in the morning, and yes, and go to bed. He'd have loved my little drinking game. He'd have found it funny. Dead funny, he'd probably say. Anyway, yes, it was probably just the wine I had the night before that brought on the cinema and the walking. All their stories and laughing and the same routine. The my husband, my son, my grandson, my great-niece stories. And we'll be dead before then anyway, comments. Just leave me cold. Just sting a little. It, it all just seems to sit quite plaintively at the top of your lungs. Tomorrow will be better, I suppose. I suppose. Anyway, yes. Well, anyway. <laughs>